Good morning. Good morning. I'm coming to you live again from home. Beautiful day. If you can imagine being outside, it's not hot. It's not overly hot. It's quite beautiful, actually. Uh, sun's up. Slight, slight wind blow. A pretty fall day. Leaves are falling from the trees. Birds are singing. It's a beautiful day today. Beautiful day today. So we're home. We're up. We're moving. So I figured I'd let y'all into a little bit more of my life. So I was sitting and I was thinking, um, you know, being born, being born in a situation in which me and some of my siblings were born into, you know, the odds are against you. So back in the 80s, you think drug 70s, 80s, drug drug use was heavy back then. You got cocaine hitting the streets and all these other drugs hitting the streets and people were getting hooked on it left and right. It's almost like you couldn't you couldn't keep up with it. You couldn't stop people fast enough from pushing it out on the streets. I mean, I could think of some of the biggest drug dealers that were out there. You know, they got all these documentaries about them and shows about them. But 70s, 80s, drugs were hitting the streets heavy. So being born in the 80s and being addicted to a drug, you know, from birth was you were already deemed to not be successful. You're already deemed to have side effects, birth defects. This is going to be wrong with you. They're not going to make it. You were a statistic already. So to be born with that one strike, as I like to say, against you already um, was tough. You know, and it wasn't, you don't realize it. You're a baby. Of course, you don't realize what's going on. You don't know until you get older and you start hearing the stories and you think, oh, my God, I made it. My goodness, I did it. I survived. I'm not another statistics. I'm not on the streets. I'm not in jail. I'm not addicted to a hard drug. Only to realize that everybody has an addiction. Isn't that crazy? We get addicted to different things and different ways in life. And it took me a long time to realize that because I would say, I'm not addicted to anything. But yet I go to the store and I buy a little Debbie cake, which is full of sugar. I make coffee. I got to put a half a pound of sugar in my coffee. Sugar. Sugar is probably one of the biggest addictions in America that kill people. You get your diabetes from it. And and you you don't realize it. It, it's like, I think if I look at sugar versus drugs, I would say sugar is worse than drugs. And they pump it out in everything. Everything we eat has some form of sugar in it. Everything we eat is destroying us. You know, growing up, I never really, we never really ate out or we never really bought a lot of grocery store stuff. My uncle had worked on a farm. We had chickens. We grew our food. He hunted. You know, everything we ate was almost, as they like to say nowadays, form to table. Um, you didn't have much processed stuff. My aunt would buy ice cream, you know, put a uh, gallon of ice cream in the freezer. She would buy Pepsis. But outside of that, you didn't have a lot of little Debbie snacks. You didn't have a lot of sugary stuff in the house. Um, you think about it. Like, it, you ate very natural. I know I ate very natural, very healthy greens, beans, uncle squirrel, rabbit. And it never really, I never really understood that growing up. Like, why is this, why do we eat like this? I thought it was just because we didn't have money. It wasn't about money. It was about living a healthy life. My aunt and my uncles lived to be well in their 90s. My grandmother is well in her 90s and still alive, you know, on that side of the family, on my dad's side of the family. But we ate, we gardened. We were outside. We were within nature. We were enjoying 
what was given to us, the land. And we worked the land and we lived the land. And it wasn't until I got older until I really started to understand this, why I was taught these things, why I was shown these things. And it's because it's who I am. Um, so even though I was born and deemed to be another statistic, it's not going to make it. This isn't going to happen. I beat the odds. I, was, I became successful. I went in the military. Check, done it. Great, done it. Succeeded in that. You know, worked many jobs. Check, done, succeeded. Got promoted, moved my way up. But throughout all of this, as I'm doing all of this in my life, there's always been a void. What is that void? Why do I have this void? Why is that void? What is it? What am I missing? It was because I felt like I never was really walking the path I was supposed to be. I'm trying to do everything else to fill a void. And not only do I got a void, I have pain. I'm hurting. I'm hurting from things in my childhood. I'm hurting from, you know, not being around my siblings in my life. I'm hurting from not feeling like I know who I am or where I come from, who my mom is, who my dad is. I, don't get me wrong, I am grateful for my aunts, my uncles, my grandmother, my great aunt, my great uncle. They truly gave me the tools I needed to succeed in life. And it wasn't tools as if go out and get a job. It was understanding how to work the land, how to live off the land. If my plumbing's messed up, how to fix plumbing, how to fix a car, how to fix electrical. They gave me all of these things I needed in life. And, you know, as a kid, if you think about it, you you may have been out there with your aunt or your uncle or your dad and you're working on these things. You're not re- you don't think you're retaining this stuff. It's like, oh, I'm out here. I'm helping dad or I'm helping mom and we're doing this and we're doing that. But that stuff sits there. It never goes away. You don't just learn it and then forget it. That's why sometimes in life when you come across a problem, it's like, man, how do I do this? And you sit and you think about it. You realize, oh, wait, wait a minute. I do know how to do this. You can look at it and be like, man, where did I learn this at? It's because when we're growing up, those tools we're given in life, they never go away. They're always there. They lay dormant. Just as who you are, who you are lays dormant in your life. And that's something that I had to figure out through my healing journey. And see, I tried everything from being in church all the time, reading my Bible. I mean, you name it, everything that I was taught, I was trying. Like, okay, this is what it is. This, But it never felt right with me. Um, so I got to thinking one day, what is my purpose? Why am I here? Because we all have a purpose. What is my purpose? And the first thing I realized, the first purpose I had in life was to heal my wounds. And I know I keep saying that over and over again. But we don't realize how deep our scars run because we don't realize what and how people say things that affect us growing up. I mean, it, it goes from I was reading in a book or I was listening to a podcast and someone says your job can be affected. If you got your first job and when you go to this first job, right, and you're excited, you're making money and your boss tells you you got the worst boss in the world. You can't do anything right. You, you don't do it how they want. And then you leave this job. That sticks with you, right? So now you may have been really, really good at welding, but because your boss didn't like you, didn't like the work you did, was too hard or whatever. So when you leave this job, there's a 99% chance you'll never go be another welder. You're not going to go weld again. And that's going to imprint in you in every job you go to find. So the next job you go to, 
you're going to carry that doubt with you. Okay, maybe I'm not good enough. And now you're not going to do your best. You know why? Because when you did your best, it wasn't good enough. So why should you do your best at this next job? Well, that's life. That's exactly how life goes. So if you were younger and you say, hey, I wanted to be, here's an example. When I was younger, I wanted to be a firefighter. I wanted so bad to be a firefighter. But in the time area that we grew up, being a firefighter was uncommon for women. So I remember being told, you're a woman. You can't be a firefighter. You got to put this dress on. Wear this dress. You know what I mean? Wear your hair this way. Do this. But in my heart, I knew that's who, that's not who I was. I didn't want to play with the Barbies. I didn't want to play with comb the hair and the dollhouses. I wanted to play with G.I. Joes. And I always felt very masculine. Like, I was, and I've always been very masculine presenting. Even when I was younger, some of my male cousins go to do something. They couldn't do it. Here I come. I could pick it up and lift it. I'm strong. But I always thought this was, because of that, I was told that that was, that's not okay. You're not supposed to do this. But what I didn't realize was that those are my gifts. I'm, I was gifted to be strong. I'm strong, extremely strong. I was gifted to have the physique that I am. I'm gifted to, to be who I am. And that my shell does not define me because we all carry masculine and feminine energy. My shell is only the outside layer of who I am. But no matter what the outside looks like, the inside never changes. It's always your true self. Anyway, so that was something that I was thinking about. You know, I just think about growing up um, when we had to go to church, right? My mom would put me in this watermelon dress, and I hated it. She put me in this watermelon dress. She put these two pigtails on the side of my head, put them across my head, tie them up, put little bows on there, draw, take her lipstick and draw little red circles on my cheeks so I look like a watermelon. I hated this dress. Hated this dress. Hated wearing it. Did not want to wear the dress. I wanted to wear a pantsuit. I wanted to wear pants and a polo shirt or pants and a button-up shirt. I never could. I always had to put on a dress. And I can remember one Sunday, I just didn't want to wear this dress. And I said, Mom, I'm not wearing this dress. I don't want to wear this dress. I hate this dress. And I could just remember being taught, thinking, either you gonna, you know, and this something a lot of people can probably relate to that come up in a very strong Southern Baptist Christian household. Well, if you don't put on this dress, I'm gonna go get my oil and I'm gonna beat this dress on you and I'm gonna bless you and you're gonna still wear it. So you think about that. Like, how does that shape you? I put the dress on. I was mad about it. I went to church. My siblings laughed at me to this day. They still pick on me about it, about that dress. But at that moment, I was like, that stuck with me. I can tell you what, I have never, other than going to church and when I was forced to, to this day, I will not put on a dress. Absolutely despise dresses. I hate them. I love looking at them on other people, but I just, I never liked dresses. I was not a dress person. I ain't never owned a dress. I think I hid that dress the rest of the day. But thinking about that story, it was not about the dress. It was about a, I didn't want to go to church because I didn't, I didn't believe what was being taught. It just never made sense to me. Reading the Bible and listening to it, it didn't make sense to me. Are you telling me I can't be jealous and I can't be this, but this man is a very jealous person, but you want me to worship somebody who you, and I'm supposed to be made in his image and be like him, but I can't be jealous, but he's a jealous person. I can't be vengeful, but he's a vengeful person. Make it make sense to me. It never made sense, and I just never felt comfortable being there. And so that, that's what it was about. I never wanted to go to church, even though I didn't want to wear that dress. But it was always about I never wanted to go to church. So as I got older, 
I was like, you know what, this is what I'm supposed to do. We're supposed to do this. We're supposed to go here. So I would force myself to go to church, force myself to do this, force myself. But it never felt right because I was not being true to who I am and who I know. And again, that's something for a later topic. And one thing I do know is that we're all made of energy. The earth is full of energy. Every bit of energy we need is in this earth. And every bit of who we are, we can tap into and look inside of ourselves and figure out who we are. I'm not saying I'm spiritual. All I'm saying is that I believe in the power of the earth. And I know what it's capable of doing. And that was it. So to this day, I don't go to church. I don't read the Bible. I don't any of that. Because I know that the knowledge and everything I need, I can find within this earth. Sounds crazy, huh? I know. But anyway, um, so that was a little bit about my past. Just some things that kind of shaped me and put me to where I am. Just some stories, you know. I think growing up, not really understand. I, I, I knew what I was, what I seen. I knew who my mom was and what she was going through. But I think I always wanted to be able to save her. I feel like I could save her. I could make her better. Or I can fix her. But I can't fix her. She has to want to save herself. She has to look deep inside herself and realize this is not who I am, you know. And it's hard. It's hard to do. It's it's hard. Because when your pain starts to surface and you start to see all the pain you went through, that alone will send a person going backwards. But it, it's hard. So, And that's something I had to face with all my pain and everything. It was crazy that right now, as I'm talking to you, these are just things that come to mind. I actually wrote a book. So I wrote all of this down in this book. And I said, I'm going to sit down at my computer and I'm going to go through this book that I wrote. And I'm going to talk about it. It took me a couple months to write this book. And I don't even feel like it was a complete book. It was just rough drafts. It was just thoughts of, you know, this, that, and the third. And so I was like, I'll use this as a rough draft, and I'll sit down and type it. So I started typing up this book. And so I said, you know what? Do a podcast. Just talk. Do a podcast. Put your story out there for anybody to listen to. Um, and then, And then from there, you can decide if you want to finish writing this book or not. So that's kind of how I got on this podcast journey. Um, but I think I've given you guys snippets and pieces of who I am, just a little bit of who I am. I will say I'm a transgender. I don't label myself. I, I'm going to say this. I identify with more of my masculine side, and that's the side I identify with. I still have a feminine side. We all have masculine and feminine energy. Um, but to this day now, I, I identify with more of my masculine side, and I love who I am, and I'm proud of who I am. makes no difference if you call me he, her, she, it does not matter because I am me, and that's how I will always identify. Um, and I love me, and I love everything about me and who I am and the journeys that I've taken. It's crazy. I, I was on this journey. I was trying to find me like a spiritual coach. I got to find a spiritual coach. How can I tap into this? How can I do this? But I, it's like I can't find one. And then I said, think maybe I'm my own spiritual coach. Maybe I tap into who I am, and then I answer all these questions that I have. I don't know. We're still on this roller coaster. One thing that I do know is that you love you. Your pain only, it only gives you a stepping stone to define who you are. It only gives you a story to tell. It only gives you your story. And that's the story we have to tell. I don't, I, I'm not a researcher, not a scientist. I'm not any of that. I'm only love and light. And that's what I believe we all are. 
and I'm only, my vessel is only here for now. Eventually, my vessel will cease to exist and my soul will become an ancestor. And if I don't finish what I'm supposed to do, it might even reincarnate. Who knows? I don't know. I can't tell you. I can only speak for now. And now I'm love and I'm light. And hopefully me getting my story out of my pain and everything that I went through. Maybe I can reach and touch somebody else because I know I know there's many of us in the world who have been through this and many of us in the world who have struggled. You know, but maybe I can touch somebody. There's so many stories I want to tell you, but we're going to end up in this episode here. I'll be back in a couple of days with another podcast. I know some people post once a week. Some people post every day. I got, I don't know how I'm going to post. Just whenever I have the urge to just explain or tell or feel or give you information is when I'll post um, or upload another one. But make sure you follow me, comment, like, give me some feedback. What do you want to know? you have any questions for me? And maybe I can answer them in another podcast for you. Yo, namaste. Thank you for listening. Peace, love, and light to you all. Until next time, goodbye.